Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator with the University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a great show for you today. Oh, have you been trapped inside with your children? I have. I think Ken has. Uh, so we're going to talk with horticulture educator Brittany Haig all about activities that we could maybe do with our kids in the house that don't involve a screen um, and maybe some gardening ideas uh, for us in these kind of wintry, doldrummy kind of days. And, you know, of course, I'm not doing this by myself. I am joined, as always, every single week by horticulture educator Ken Johnson in Jacksonville. Hey, Ken. Hello, Chris. So I went outside yesterday. There's a strange, bright orange ball in the sky. Don't look at it. Don't, don't look at it. <laughs> I hadn't seen that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear it's good for you. Um, that strange orb in the sky. Uh, and it's good for plants too. So, uh, but it has been uh, many, I would say it's almost two weeks since I've seen like a blue sky, sunshine in the sky. So how about yourself down at Jacksonville? Uh, yesterday afternoon. And then we're back to our our beautiful clouds today. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. We've we've been in like a thick fog soup for about a week and a half, and and of course you know we've had to travel. I've had to travel for work. I've had to travel for kids sporting events. So um, I'm getting pretty good at um, narrowly missing things in the in the in the road in the fog because that daytime fog is awful. It is the most dangerous thing I think I've ever driven in. So yeah. Been foggy in Jacksonville. Yeah. Same thing. Usually we'll burn off eventually, but yeah. Last couple of days haven't been too bad. Yeah, last week was, was nice and foggy. Mm -hmm. I like was Halloween. Oh yeah. Oh, it was, it was like day long fog. You know, this is, you know, what you go and it's in like medieval storybooks or something. So um, I was kind of excited too, because we were going to have, a fog advisory, but it was going to be below freezing. So I thought, oh, maybe we're going to get that. What's that called? Like a horror frost where the frost freezes on the trees. We didn't get that. It didn't happen. It just turned into dew on the trees and was not pretty like I've seen pictures of. So. Maybe next time. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of staring out of the window, uh, wondering about what you're going to do as you look into the fog um into the void uh i i will say uh we should bring on our special guest for this week uh Brittany Haig in you're in Bloomington today aren't you Brittany where are you located today and here going to cut in real quick just to give you a little bit of a heads up we did have some connectivity issues with Brittany so her voice may come across a little garbled uh from time to time and if you're watching the video version of this every once in a while the audio and video do not sync up with her um, that is on our end, not your, your, your internet connection is fine. Your, your phone, your tablet, your TV, computer, whatever you're watching on is just fine. It's us, not you. And with that, we'll return to the show. Yes, I'm in Bloomington, uh, McLean County. McLean County. Ah, yeah. See, it's not really, it's not spelled the way that it should be. But whenever I hear someone say McLean County, I think of John McLean from the Die Hard movies. Um, and I just see everybody in, in, in McLean County, like fighting off Hans Gruber. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my picture, my visual, uh, for folks. So, um, Brittany, welcome to the show. We are excited to have you on here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, so today you are going to talk with us about, uh, tips 
to uh, activities to do with our kiddos, maybe during the winter, um, kind of talking about maybe the, the benefits of, of, of our kids actually doing some gardening. So Ken, would you mind kicking us off with this line of questions, please? I can do that. So the first one, why is it important for kids to go outside, go touch some grass? That's a great question. You know, we we grew up as horticulturists. I'm sure we grew up um, out in nature. And a lot of times our kids are not getting out in nature. They're inside. Um, they love Nintendos. They love just um, being inside on, on their electronics. So why do we need to get out kids outside? Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics suggests that kids get at least 60 minutes of physical unstructured play every day. And really, research is showing that American children spend an average of like four to seven minutes a day outside doing unstructured play. So that's horrible. That's like waiting for the bus type of time. I thought you were going to say hours, really, but minutes, uh, that is four crazy. To seven minutes per Yes. So a lot of them get recess time. Our younger kids get recess time at school, but the older ones don't. Or if it's really cold, you know, they're stuck inside at school. They may do some activities in the gym, but very few are getting outside of nature. And research shown that spending time in nature is, is beneficial both for our, our physical health and our mental health. So, you know, it's going to improve our mood. It's going to make us happier. It's going to maybe relax us. Um, it's going to get us more active. And most importantly, as a horticulturist, um, I love that it's going to connect us to our community and our, our um, nature, our environment. And when our when our kids are connected to nature, connected to the environment, they're more likely to grow up to be relegation for nature. So the more time they spend outside, the more time they're playing, you know, with our plants, our soil, um, they're they're going to be more likely to have that connection their whole life, which we're going to need that. So I don't know if, if your kids are like mine, but they don't really like going out and, and working in the garden, um, except for maybe my youngest. She's she's still young enough. She hasn't been completely corrupted. Um, but do your kids still get excited about going outside and I guess working or or helping in the garden. Yeah, so I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and it, it depends on the day. Um, most of the time, though, my kids want to go outside. They want to go out and play as long as the weather's nice. But as far as getting them to to help in the garden or to work a little bit, I try to make it fun. So I don't say, hey, we're going to go work. We're going to go do this. I say, all right, we're going to play a game. Nature is pruning season. We're going to be out there pruning our trees um, keep them healthy. So when our the adults are out pruning the trees, maybe we make it fun where the kids use the sticks to build forts or they arrange them and, and make a maze or a labyrinth. Um, we're getting ready to, here in the next couple of weeks, prune our grapes at our house. And you know, that you remove a lot of plant material from grapes and um, pliable. So maybe they can build that labyrinth or build that maze with a really long grapevine. So make it fun. You know, once you're done uh, pruning, then we can clean up and make it all the yard nice. But uh, try to try to incorporate some game of like who can pull the biggest weed or let's see how many things we can do in, in a minute, how many weeds we can pull. So always trying to have fun and make it a competition and a game um, seems to work for my nine and five year old. I think for my for my older two, I think gardening has turned into a four letter word. <laughs> So as soon as you mention gardens, moaning and groaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's or or it becomes a how long do we have to do this before we can stop and go do something different? Yeah, yeah, work for five minutes like we've been doing this for an hour. Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're going to complain a lot about our kids apparently today. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Brittany. <laughs> okay. So Brittany in the vein that we're kind of talking about of them being outside, you know, in the summertime, but it is kind of an issue in the summer, winter, whenever screens, like I, we, it's a constant thing of like, get off the screen, you know, get off the phone, get off of this, get off of that. Um, and so thinking about winter time right now, we're stuck inside. Do you have any suggestions or tips for gardening activities that would we could do indoors with our kids right now? Yeah, it went, winter's cold, winter. Sometimes we don't want to go outside when it's really cold. Um, so we can bring nature inside. We could go maybe on a, a scavenger hunt and bring in some loose parts. So those, the pine cones and the sticks and the rocks um, where they could build with natural material. So still getting that connection with nature. Um, they can also create art with nature or um, maybe paint with mud. Have you ever had your kids paint with mud? Um, sometimes right now the ground may be a little frozen, but uh, just using nature inside can still build that connection. Terrariums are also a great way to get our hands in the soil, um, plant some of those indoor plants that we need in our, our houses right now. Um, there are a lot of really cute little plants for terrariums. And then also this time of year, we're thinking about starting seeds. So maybe get your kiddos involved in starting your, your tomato and peppers or some of your flowers here in the next month or so to to grow your your vegetables your your flowers for the garden for the for the summer I, the painting with mud i will just say that brought to mind um the idea I've, i don't know if you ever played the game is it mud poop or chocolate um <laughs> that's that is a game that happens more often than it should in my house um but i like that idea painting with mud our, our ground is not frozen we've had snow melt so it's probably frozen a few inches down but that top layer right now is just goo and gross. And so, I mean, we could definitely, I, we could probably do like, like, uh, I don't know, prehistoric looking uh, finger painting on the deck or something. That would be fun. Yeah. There we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And different soil has is different colors. So you may get one that's mm -hmm. orange or one that's really dark brown. So, all right. Well, so it, ideas for for doing things with kiddos inside i mean painting with mud is a lot of fun um getting plants started so that's something i i really like to get plants started with my kids we've been doing that for a while um and they're really excited about it at first um and then usually i like ken said my youngest one he still like reminds me like dad time to water the seedlings time to do that I'm like okay um, so he keeps me on track with things. Um, any other ideas or things to do indoors with our kiddos? For the um, for our best time to propagate our house plants. So have my house plants growing. Propagate some of your your plants um, to your like snake plant, your spider plant, things that are really easy. Aloe can easily easily be divided. So propagate here in the next couple like month or so, and um, then you can that those make great gifts for people, you know, that they, those kiddos, um, propping as a new start. So propagation is a great time. This is a great time for that. Um, other ideas. I, I love making, um, art with nature. Um, that's different. Um, you know, no, it's brown outside. Everything's brown. It's, mm -hmm. 
it's a little dry, but we have so many unique characteristics of our, our plants. So bringing those in, the, the berries that may still evergreens. Um, so our, our conifers can be um, used as art. Another thing um, uh, along the painting lines, you can use evergreens as paintbrushes. So just a, a different technique um, to use nature, but then also create art. So if you go out in your yard and collect different, you know, your pine trees, your spruce, your firs, maybe feel out those, um, the needles, see how they can compare to each other and then use them to uh, paint a different textures. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to create nature um, using, or create art using nature. So if you're doing some, some pruning, you were doing flowering shrubs and stuff. You could force those branches, so forsythia and, and things like that. So get some color that way too. That's, That's a true. great idea. You can also force some bold. Um, some of the now um, to to force paper whites inside your house, so it, it replicates that environment outside. You can grow the the bulbs, and they'll bloom inside for you. That would be another way to to grow indoors this time of year. All right. So we've talked about about inside what about what about outside um you know we bundle them up in the next few days are supposed to be pretty warm but it's still winter so it's still a good chance it's going to get cold again um bundle them up get the, the clothes they can get all nice and muddy what are some things we can do uh, outside or have our kids do outside in the winter yes outside um, it's hard sometimes when it's a little chilly to get them out um one thing that we did a couple weeks ago when we had snow was, and one thing we, we spotted were animal tracks. So animal tracks, they're really just, more, they're more than marks in the snow. They, they tell a really fascinating story. So um, we may not always see the wildlife in our backyard or at the park, but they leave these tracks. These are distinct marks for each animal and uh, let us know they were there. So the, the tracks help us identify the animal, but then I can also tell a, a story about um, maybe how big they'll find food. Is it going to go find water? Is it running? Is it jumping, walking? Um, so we we were at our house a couple weeks ago and we saw the, um, it had snowed. There were a couple inches of snow and there were these tracks that went from our playground down along the fence, across our patio, and then to the rain barrel. And we're like, what, what is that? What's going on? And so we, we watched, we watched, and uh, soon enough we saw a squirrel on the rain barrel and he jumped about four feet onto the bird feeder and so then we pieced it together we worked backwards so the squirrel was after the food he he jumped up on the rain barrel and he was probably hiding underneath the the um slide under the swing set so he we saw that little track um and kind of pieced together what he was doing whereas if there wasn't necessarily snow on the ground we wouldn't have seen um so it's a, it's really cool to um see the wildlife in our yard, go out and maybe you have some deer tracks and you watch where the deer um, walks through your yard or walk to the park. Um, so just a, a fun little way to know what's been visiting. So maybe go on a scavenger hunt to see some animal tracks. Um, I love going on scavenger hunts. It's I did one earlier today at my, at my office to find some goodies, uh, but you can find these online. Um, you, can re, you can print it or recreate it, but you can also create your own. So if you go on a scavenger for my five-year-old, I can go, all right, let's find some um, things of the alphabet. So let's find something that starts with an A and a B. Um, you can find different colors. We, we talked about, uh, it's pretty brown right now, maybe a little white if you guys still have snow on the ground, but finding different shades of brown or shades of green or um, different 
different uh, natural materials of, of different colors. So go on a, a color scavenger hunt. Um, you can also go on one to find natural material days. Um, oh, and then I found the the swamp milkweed seed still in the the pod in my garden. Um, so just seeing what we can find still out in nature that um, was left over from the fall. And so get get them out there. I uh, like to give the kiddos a magnifying glass or hand lens um, to get them to look up close. So hand lenses, you're like, that's going to get lost. You can you can get these with little lanyards. And, um, but it makes them feel like they're, you know, really observing and they're looking up close. So maybe that would help keep their interest if you if they felt like a scientist and, and made it fun by, oh, let's see what's <laughs> see what's in there. Um, so keep, keeping it fun. Um, I also suggest doing a sensory scavenger hunt. So sensory, um, sensory is a great sensor, sensory motor activity uses all of our, our senses and gauges. It, it forms that connection with nature, but you listen, you're like, what sound are we making? You know, the, the crunching of the snow or maybe tasting a snowdrop on our tongue, um, or you smell the evergreens, if the evergreens smell wonderful, or maybe we smell skunk, hmm. something bad, um, or some like the touch. A lot of times we can feel really crunchy items in, in winter, or if there's icicles or snow, we can feel the cool. So using our senses outside this time of year um, is is really great to um, form that connect. And then you're, you're in that moment, you're using all of your senses, and it, it does help relax you when you're... Um, being mindful and, and using and appreciating what you have. So I hear my dad cursing the deer for eating the viburnum. So that's, uh, that's what my kids would say. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I learned new language now that uh, I didn't know before. Uh, but, but you're, what you're talking about, Brittany, I mean, at its core, I mean, there are these activities, but the, the core is you're getting them outside and you're, you're, you're just getting them into some fresh air into some sunshine and for them to move their bodies like that's just like key i think this time of year is like kids you got to get out you got to move your bodies got to exercise got to breathe that fresh air um and yeah i the best thing i think is taking a hike and then i would highly recommend all of the activities that you mentioned so you can each hike can have its own theme and i just i love that so i i can't wait to adopt that because we're gonna if it we're gonna put on our mud boots and we are gonna go on a hike uh, I think coming up this weekend because we finally have a little break in all of our extracurricular activities and things. So I'm I'm excited to go out and do that. And I think I'm going to do the sensory one. Uh, I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Especially for my six-year-old. He will like that. Yeah. You know, some kids may not need a whole lot of guiding. They can just figure out on their own what they're going to do in nature. Uh, maybe the kids who are newer to playing outside need a little prompting with some of these scavenger hunts. Uh, my my kiddos love going out and collecting, you know, all these materials and making a coffee shop drink. Uh, so they make <laughs> they mix a little bit of soil and they mix some rocks and they mix some dried seeds and some water and mix it all up in a cup. And they're like, "Here, mom, here's a cappuccino." Um, so I I think the more kids play outside, the easier it's going to get be for them to connect and to use their imagination, use their creativity to just find what's out there to, to make play. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's would be good advice to parents that are listening, like accept, accept some of that destructive behavior that kids can get into. So 
I let my kids dig holes in certain areas of the yard. I let them kind of cut limbs and make little forts and lean to shelters. And so it doesn't look good. It's, it, but they're having fun. They're figuring things out, you know, just, you know, you have your, your boundaries, you know, kids don't peel the bark off the tree because that's going to kill the tree. Um, just, but you can teach them while they're out there playing and they can learn about, you know, you peel the bark off the tree, it's going to kill the tree. Well, that's, that's important information to know, you know, whether you're a child or you're an adult that, that owns the tree. So, um, parents accept, accept, can't say that word, that destructive kind of ex experiential learning behavior. Absolutely. Well, Brittany, I will add that, um, this time of year for me and my family is it's holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, and our capstone to it all is Valentine's Day. So I will say I'm exhausted. Um, I'm tired of parties. Uh, I don't need to eat cake anymore. Um, but Valentine's Day is coming up. And yes, some people might uh, look at Valentine's Day like, ah, it's a card co card company um, holiday or whatever. But, you know, in my household, we still do celebrate it. It's kind of our way of expressing love and gratitude towards each other. So, but I need help. I'm exhausted of gift ideas. I've, I've used them all up. Um, what would, do you have any suggestions as, as, as Valentine's day is, is right on our doorstep? Is there anything my kids can do that I can give to my, my wife that, or, you know, someone significant other is, you know, activities they can do at their, their own home? Absolutely. So those, uh, the succulent planters, terrariums, I think would be wonderful. Instead of fresh flowers that may die in a week, you have a, a potted plant that they can enjoy for for many months or, or years even. Um, so I, I like going that, you know, house plant route or that, that potted plant route versus um, always our our cut flowers. You could go go and get um, fresh flowers or even artificial flowers and have them arrange something themselves, make a little bouquet, or um, pick out some some special flowers. A lot of flowers have very special meanings. That language of flowers. So maybe finding out um, what some of the flowers mean. I love you or thank you, and then they could make an ar arrangement um, that way. Um, I also mentioned nature art before. Um, one of my uh, dear friends for our wedding gift gave us nature art that she found at various sites um, that were leaves or rocks of, of hearts. So I think finding different items in nature or um, finding hearts in nature, if you go on a walk and you your goal is to find something that's in the shape of a heart, I think would be really special. So you can either, depending on where you are, take that back and, and gift it or take a picture um, I've also seen a lot of nature photography where you find letters out in nature. So you can take pictures of those and maybe say, I love you or, or mm -hmm. mom or something along those lines. So using nature to, to create art through photography. Um, there's also a lot of um, frozen art items that you can make. It's cold outside or it probably will be cold outside for a couple more months. But if you use dried material and maybe make a an ice lantern so you take a bunt cake and you fill it with botanical materials and then ice makes a really beautiful ice lantern you can also do that as like a stained glass or a like a mandala so maybe you make a heart in the in the mandala with your your berries or your dried seed pods and then have a frozen um 
frozen mandala of, of a heart. So using those botanical creations, you that really the possibilities are endless for creating nature with art. I've seen a lot of like portraits made from from art. So you find leaves that are, you know, some of the portraits, some of the, some of the time the, the kids can make animals, but they can also make people. So they use maybe um, some some seeds for the hair or some different leaves for for the face. So using nature to make make somebody make a face would be um, fun. Um, you can also do make jewelry with nature. So have you guys ever made the bracelets with the clover stems where you tie the clover together? Yeah. Um, so you dandelions, can do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dandelions, yes. So you can do that with maybe some pine needles and then put some dried flowers or seeds in. Um, you can also make a crown and then glue some some beautiful seed pods like the hydrangea has a beautiful like seed pod that you could make glue onto your crown so using really ornate seeds to create a natural jewelry piece for mom is um is an option it's going to take some creativity and some exploring depending on how many flowers you have in your yard but um there are so many seeds that are that are just really uniquely shaped and colors that could be really striking well, I think we need those grapevines that you're about to prune, glue some hydrangea flowers. You could make crowns for the whole for the whole family. Oh, ah, you're gonna have to send me some grapevines. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yep, it'd be a nice little little um, decoration to set up on the on the shelf for mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I also like the ice idea because they melt and you don't have to store them, um, which. You know, after a while, you get piles and piles of paper. How do you how do you throw all that stuff away? So, yeah, yeah, this one it just melts. So, yep, you can decorate the patio with colorful frozen items for mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. So the one with the bunt cake, would you put a candle in the middle of that one to light mm -hmm. it up? Yeah, absolutely, you could. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I I know Ken, you also had. Um, a uh, while ago, you talked about creating seed cards. Um, what was what are seed cards? Uh, so you just you basically take some paper, um, tear it up, put it in a blender with some water, make a slurry. You know, strain that with a strainer, get most of the liquid out, flatten it, make a sheet, get a rolling pin, make a sheet, put some flower seeds on there, smush it again, and then. There you go. You can write a message on there if you want. And then when you're done, instead of saving it, you just toss it outside and flowers can grow. <laughs> I love that. And we can link to that that blog and that video too. So uh, if people want to see how that's done, Ken demonstrates that in the video. So excellent. It's easy enough even I can do it. That's right. He, he can do it. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Brittany, is there anything, any other thing else? Yeah, I can't talk. Anything else uh, you wanted to share from your list? Oh, I think bird birds is another great thing. We talked about some yes. ideas for um, doing things indoors. And um, well, 
really birds are a vital part of our backyard for that biodiversity. We want biodiversity. We need to care for the birds. We need to make our bird, our backyard bird friendly. Um, so one activity that's that's coming up soon is the great backyard bird count that people can do inside or outside the citizen science event that collects data on um, bird populations and how they're changing and then submits that information to researchers um, at Cornell University and National Audubon. So all you have to do is um, sit and watch anywhere, a feeder, a site for 15 minutes to see what birds are visiting um, and, and when, and then you submit that information online and that helps those scientists, you know, collect the, the data of, of the bird populations. There's also a lot of online um, applications or phone applications that help identify the birds if you don't know what they are, but just a fun way to um, see what's in your backyard, the birds that are visiting this time of year. Um, you can also help feed the birds. So birds need that steady food source for the year to survive um, those cold temperatures. They're used to eating the, you know, insects and berries and seeds that aren't available this time of year. So you can also make bird feeders. Um, we, a couple of winters ago, made a, um, a garland that we hung on our trees. So taking a piece of string with a needle and popcorn and dried fruit, berries, um, peanuts in a shell or, or fresh fruit even, you thread that string through all the, the dried material or the, the food and then you hang it up on your, your tree so it's really pretty, but then you watch the, the little birds um, visit it. You can also make um, just any kind of DIY feeders. There's a lot of different options available online these help us um, be creative but then also be resourceful by you know recycling some of the items from our house so i've used burr i've used pine cones before or even a, a toilet paper tube you slather it in either peanut butter or vegetable shortening if you have a, a peanut allergy or, or you have vegetable shortening available you roll that in seed and um then you you uh hang that up so i have my Example, here's our little bird feeder. Um, so very easy to make with, with items we have around our house. People always ask like, well, what kind of bird feed do I need to, or bird seed do I need to use? Um, and it's really gonna depend on um, what you have in your backyard or what you wanna attract. You know, different birds have different preferences depending on their beak of what kind of seeds they eat. Um, the most popular of course is gonna be our sunflower seeds for our backyard birds. Um, but we always want to remember the the highest quality is always going to attract the, um, you know, provide better nutrition and attract those those healthier birds. And then when you hang it, you want to make sure you hang it away from other bird feeders. You don't want all your bird feeders to be together. Um, you want it spread out to avoid overcrowding and, and that spread of disease if there. And then you want to discard it after it's done it so it doesn't spoil or uh, make the birds sick. So if seeds are gone, get rid of it. But then you have these bird feeders and you can watch them then. And I don't know about you, but birds can can entertain me for hours. And um, they're just they're beautiful birds, but then if you watch their um their different behavior, it, it's it's really quite funny. Um so creating a journal or a chart with your kiddos to see what birds are visiting and how often they visit. Um, can be a, a learning experience, but then just really entertaining, like oh, the cardinals on my feeder. So it just it kind of catches you off guard, but then it's fun to watch too. So that's that would be a really great winter activity indoors that you can do. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned birds. I think birds 
I, I, I echo everything you just say. In my house, for some reason, my kids love, they do love to help me feed the birds. They love me to help me go out. We have different suet feeder stations uh, out in the backyard. So they love to, even when their friends come over, they're like, hey, is it time to feed the birds yet? And I'm like, oh, not today. I fed them this morning or something like that. But they will want to help me feed them. And so it 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 really is true, folks listening, watching us, like, birds like kids really do love birds uh it's it's something that they can watch and you know they will come get me and say you need to see this cardinal it is huge you know this is like the the roundest red bird that has ever existed so um yes 100 birds will we have a series of videos also that talk about making different types of bird seed feeders and so we'll link those below um there's a backyard bird count Ken, you got a lot of links to put in the description this week. Um, that's, I think that's through Cornell. Is that correct, Brittany? Yes. Is that a Cornell? Okay. Yep. So, oh my gosh, I love birds. Kids love birds. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, tell them they're just mini dinosaurs and maybe they will. Yes. Yep. Just little velociraptors flying around out there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that I mean... I'm like super excited. I, I kind of want to go outside right now. <laughs> I want to pull my kids out of school. Be like, guys, come on. The, you know, they're not teaching you anything good right now. Let's go learn about birds. Let's go do this and that. But no, no, they are learning good things. Um, my my kid who learns math, I, they do math differently. I think every generation learns math differently. So keeps the parents on their toes. But yeah, this was great. I'm so excited. Thank you, Brittany. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, well, the Good Growing Podcast is a production of University of Illinois Extension, edited this week by Ken Johnson. And thank you, Ken, for hanging out with us this week and, and, and chatting and maybe complaining a little, maybe a little bit too much about our own <laughs> children. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here today. Yes. Uh, fortunately, they don't listen to this, so. No, they don't. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you, Brittany, for being on. I'll have to try some of this stuff. Try, definitely get away from the garden work instead of think of another phrase to call working in the garden mm -hmm. and yes. uh, make it fun mm -hmm. and uh as always thank you chris and let's do this again next week oh we shall do this again next week we're going to be talking with zach grant about soil contamination what the heck is it and what do you do about it so uh that'll be a, an interesting show uh, soil contamination affects us all, whether you live in the middle of a city or kind of out in, in, in the middle of nowhere. So uh, it, it can pop up anywhere. So uh, check out that show next week. So listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, watching. And as always, keep on growing. How we can. Are you frozen? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>